This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Liner on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Hello and welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point, speaking to you live to tape from downtown Glen Burnie, Maryland, where if you're on the East Coast, the uh, sun's going down thanks to it being daylight savings time and all that, even though it's only five (laughs) o'clock, if you're into that kind of thing. And with me, as always, live to tape herself from Centerville, Virginia, the Commonwealth is the one and only mermaid Anna Knox. There you go. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Daylight yeah. saving sucks. Yeah. This team well, it, sucks and it's a Sunday. Yeah. 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 I guess but I, I do guess... have I do have a new festive cocktail I'm drinking. Care to share? Or at least well, it's black tonic, it but it has it has cranberries in it. Oh. Know? For the antioxidants. Cranberries, cranberries or cranberry juice? Oh, no, cranberries. Real cranberries. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's know, cran- cranberries What's are that? grown in a bog. Yes. I have taken the Cape Cod bog train for... Uh, say, say that ten times fast. <laughs> right. And, yeah... Can't say uh, it was memorable, but I have said, <laughs> I could say that I've gone on it and been like, wow, this is really pretty, but um, don't need to go again. But yes, they, they grow in a bog, which is just a weird word. So in case you can't tell, it was a uh, dumpster fire of a week for our Washington Capitals, mm-hmm. which is why we are completely putting on the stall as far as uh, getting to the online on ice highlights but i guess we really can't stall much longer because uh you out there on the uh, other side of the earbuds the speakers what have you uh well you're not you're not paying for this and i'm sure <coughs> pardon me i'm sure you're not paying to hear us drone on at all uh, about cranberry bugs. <laughs> about about cranberries, uh, uh, sour they may be, mm-hmm. sour and tasty as as they may be. But anyway, let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh, rip the old bandaid off. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a not a fun week. Week. It was yeah. It was it was that too in in all in all kinds of ways. Um, the Caps played when we last left you. Uh, the Caps had uh, finished up their homestand. They were just about to go on a road trip and had well, f- it's it's four games we have we have to cover, and uh, we're going to blitz through three of them and focus on one as we always do. Um, the one game we're going to focus on is the the one where well 
they actually look like they were putting up some some sort of a fight and uh, played like they wanted to win the game and damn near won the game had it not come down to a damn skills competition. So that's the that was the St. Louis game on Thursday. The others, uh, well, they were pretty much the same game. Uh, so let's go ahead and go through them real quick here. So the first one was Sunday, just before, or just after, rather, we were recording. And that was against, that was the uh, other end of the back-to-back set against the Lightning, this time in Tampa Bay's Amali Arena. And... Uh, yeah, that was this. This game was a big, huge pile of no bueno. Uh-huh. Mikhail Sergachev opened the scoring at one, two, three in the first, and uh, just like the the referee hitting the hand on the wrestling mat, one, two, three, it was all over because that's pretty much all. Well, Caps would stage something of 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 an abortive comeback, and that's that's as polite really. as I'm gonna that that's <laughs> that's as polite as I'm gonna put it. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I, I think I'm being very nice by putting it that way, but yeah, this, this game had all kinds of fluky ass goals in it. Um, stuff going off of sticks, skates, back ends of players, you name it. And this was, yeah, this was just no good. Uh, before the game was even several minutes old, the lightning had built up a three, nothing lead. And yeah, it, it was it, it was actually four nothing by the end of the first period. And if you uh, you were, well, yeah. if you're going to turn off, you're going to turn it off. You're going to turn it off then. But yeah, uh, the gluttons. Well, I just I, d- I don't understand how we we you play them what forty eight hours before, and it's like it's 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 a, and all the intensity you had yeah. just goes right. And down it's like a completely different team. And yeah. So yeah, so and I'll apologize for being very unenthusiastic about recording this week. I'm I am I am frustrated. I'm tired of talking about the same thing over and over and over again. I don't know what the solution is. But well, you can be you can be frustrated and and be enthused about being the frustration. I mean, yeah. If I mean Anna, if, I swear if if the if there there ever was a leak, oh well, a leak. Oh boy, man, I, I I COVID is really doing a number on me. A week where you had the green light to swear like a sailor, or uh, well, like 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 the sailors you tease all the time since you're mm-hmm. the mermaid. Um, this would be it. Yeah. Well, that's just, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I know we're going to go through the game. This, But I will say, we called this last week when we said a lot is going to to be determined on, on how they were going to play Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay and kind of, you know, set the week up. And holy mother of God, did they suck. And it just went like they just gave up. Like they didn't come out on in Tampa. Like they were, they were. I don't even know where they were. Baggage claim, and they sucked. And they looked like they, sh- yeah. So no two ways about it. They they shit the bed, and all they had, all yeah. they had to do, just like you said, all they had to do was because you knew Tampa was going to come out because they yeah. were pissed. Yeah, and. They were, you know, they're they're not a team that takes defeat lightly. So what 
what you should have expected, what they should have expected was a team that was going to come out pissed and snorting fire and, and wanting to win at all costs and going to pour it on because, yeah. you know, they're, they, this is a team that, you know, at its core still knows how to win hockey games and hockey championships. And, well, you saw what happened. Man. You know, four nothing after 20 minutes. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and incredibly disappointing. Like, we just didn't come out to play. Yeah, and, and the good and the the bad was so awful <laughs> that the good in this game doesn't even deserve to be talked talked about. So we're just going to pass right Not. over that. <laughs> yep. And okay. on to the next game, which was this past Tuesday, uh, also in Florida. This time against the Panthers mm-hmm. in Sunrise. Well, it was a big sunset. Um. Well, I, I, I think I'm sun. I, I think the Caps uh, shot us the moon in, in this game. Um, so Barkov. Oh, God. So this, this game starts off with a, a really bad turnover in our own zone. And Alexander Barkov, if you give him the time and space, puts it away, which he did. And one you now Caps are chasing the game again. Uh, Florida jumps out to a 2-0 lead after getting a power play. Capso shows some sign of life when Strom uh, rebounds. As Joe Snively, uh, this is how this kind, this is what kind of a week it was. Joe Snively gets an assist on on this goal, Uh which for a while brought the Caps back into the game. What's his reward? He hasn't played since. Yeah, I was going to say healthy scratch. Healthy scratch. Well for the next, the next two games. Yep. You you tell me what the hell's going on with this team. Guy sets up a goal, put your team in a game, and doesn't get to play the next game and the game after that. Real real oh. nice, uh-huh. real nice. I, I'm I'm not gonna look. I'm I'm not. I am not the general manager of this team. I have never been the general manager of every anything in my life, so I'm not going to tell anybody how to do their job. But in the words of Sheldon Cooper, please. So Florida goes on, uh, goes up three one, and then John Carlson scores on on a nice deflection, puts them back in the game, and then. Yeah, then that guy uh, that I'm really starting to hate for Florida, mm-hmm. who ended our season last year, Carter Verhage, had to score not once but twice to put the game away. And that was that. But the Caps were chasing the game the whole time. So it was yet another, yet another game where they just didn't show up for the first 20 minutes, and it cost them. And they, they died in the last seven or eight minutes. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... And 0 for 5 in the power play. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, like, at this point, it's just become a joke. Like I was... How, how I was, was going to get to that for dramatic effect <laughs> because I was building up the whole... But, yeah, no, no, you're you're right. It, it was 0 for 6 against Tampa, 0 for 5 this, this game. Mm-hmm. And let's see, the St. Louis game, I don't think they scored there either so that ran it up to oh yes yes they did actually yes they did but this this made it 0 for 21 if you go back to the pittsburgh game way to go guys 
O for 21. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, you shit the bed again with the man advantage. I, I, I hate that we are even talking about this right now. I look, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta take the good with the bad. And that's why we're talking about this because unfortunately you can't win them all. I just, but at this point I, I would like for our hockey team to win one. Yeah. They couldn't even do that. Um, so the next game was against St. Louis, as we mentioned uh, that, that they at least got a standings point out of, um, and it was somewhat different. So uh, we're going to skip that for now. And we're going to go to last night's game, which was, the hockey fight, fights cancer game that uh, each team hosts. This was the the Caps version of it. So as I wrote in my column at the Maryland Sports Blog, I, I do the recaps there. I was hoping, well, we I think we were all hoping that the Caps would find some inspiration in that. And they actually didn't play that bad, I would say, until about the 17th minute where they took the two penalties. Of the first period? At the end of the first period, yep. Mm-hmm. And then, so, yeah, you give, I wrote this in my column, basically that handed the number one power play a five-on-three man mm-hmm. advantage, a two-man advantage for over a minute. Right. Well, Caps actually almost came away with getting, getting out of the period, getting away with that. Well, no, they didn't. Uh, Kale McCarr blasted uh, 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 a left circle shot, put it away. That that would literally so good. be it's disgusting. That would literally be all Colorado would need for the whole game because the Caps offense just up and died yep. after that. I don't know. I and, hated it. I yeah. Yeah, there, there, there are no two words about it. Uh, okay. McKinnon uh, made a uh, sparkling individual play. Uh, yowza, yowza. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Colorado got a couple more. Uh, Caps actually had the shot advantage in this game, as well as the face-off advantage. Fat lot of good it did them. Fat yeah. lot of freaking good it did them. Goaltending was terrible. Uh, Kemper, I, I was, Kemper was off his Kemper was off his yeah. game on a couple of couple of goals, and I I don't I don't know uh, it it some of some have said well this proves that goaltending never was our problem, um I think that's still debatable I think the goaltending this year has still overall been more reliable than last year I that was that was the problem last year we did not have reliable goaltending. Right. I think the the goaltending this year overall has been much more reliable. Now, will it stay that way for the rest of the season? The jury's still out on that. Mm-hmm. But you compare the sample size we've got now to what was there last year. Yeah, and, and look, I get there's people out there saying, well, uh, um, Samsonov did well until he was hurt. And then, uh, and uh, oh, Vanacek seven zero and oh, okay, yeah, fine, but he's also playing for a first place team, right? So, you know, the, these two guys had their chance to win, to take over the reins, and now they're with better teams, and of course they're doing better. So, I, I'm sorry to shoot holes in your argument, folks, but that's 
that that's the way it is that this team right now the way the way it's constructed and the way it executes well the way it's constructed isn't all that bad but the way it executes leaves a lot to be desired obviously i'll explain more on that later but uh, 0 for 2 on the power play. I mean, pick your pick your stat, and uh, you might as well pick your nose at the same time. See if you can reach inside your brain and come up with a solution. I, you know, am I, am I shocking anybody's sensibilities yet? I probably am not. No, but I, I just this this team is chasing the, the the phrase chasing the game is going to come up repeatedly. Whether it, it's you listen to us or you know, whoever, I don't care what Caps fans podcast you, you bring up. That phrase is going to come up because that is exactly what this team is doing. And you cannot win hockey games when you play like that. Mm-hmm. You cannot. And I look, I didn't think. I didn't think the Caps would come away with a win in this game, but I sure as hell thought they put up something of a better effort in this game this this game this game was striking in its own way because alexander georgiev is an is a good goalie i would not call him a great goalie um i don't think craig lachlan said the caps deserved at least a goal they did but at the same time they didn't put out enough of the effort needed to put in a goal because the majority of the shots if you watch the game Georgiev in the chest or wound up in his glove or there was no rebound. There was no second chance. There was no high danger chance. There was no nothing. It was just 30 odd times of putting a shot on net and hoping it would go in. Mm -hmm. And again, not the way to win games. And Alan May said it best. uh, They need to maybe make things simple and go for the gritty goal. Well, they kind of sort of did that or got back to something like that in the Thursday game against the Blues. Now, this game, yeah, it, it started a lot like, well, not not a lot like, exactly like the other games. Caps fell behind early. Uh, let's see, Shen, Buchnevitz, and Krug. Uh, so 11.49 in the first. Yeah, almost a carbon copy of the start against Tampa Bay. And yeah, we're all going, yeah, here we go again. Captain makes it 3-1 on a nice play by Strom, and this wasn't anything other than tenacity on the forecheck. And this is what I think Alan May is talking about, just making sure you hang on to the puck and make smart decisions with it. And Ovechkin found himself all alone in the slot, the low slot, and just corralled it, made the right move, and put it, put it in the net past uh, Tomas Grice for his ninth of the year. And then John Carlson scored a shorthander, which normally would be the backbreaker, except this only put them within one a couple minutes later. But you 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 saw that, and it's a shorthanded goal. That automatically is a momentum switcher, always. And then Ryan O'Reilly uh, scored and uh, about 30 seconds later and put him up by two again. That that was probably the the backbreaker, but Caps didn't quit. They showed a lot of fire in the third period. They dominated. And in fact, they would, key stat here, they would end up putting out 22 shots on net that period alone. 18 in the previous period, total for 51. Where the hell was this Caps team? (coughs) Right. Yeah, I I hear you, Anna. It made me sick, too. (laughs) 
So what you, you had to wonder, where has this Caps team been? But we were liking what we were seeing because, uh, like I said, uh, Carlson brings them within one on the power play. Stroman Ovechkin on the assists on that one. The power play is finally showing some life. Sherry, his seventh, about uh, a minute later, ties the game. And then Nick Dowd gets his goal. But you knew one way or the other that one was going to get called back because if it wasn't goaltender interference, it was going to be high sticking, which it, which right. it was. But that brought them at least into overtime, so they earned the loser point. We all know what happened after that. It went to the shootout, and one of the reasons why I don't like the shootout is because Caps almost never win the shootout. It's it's a it's a crappy way to end the game. It really is. I'm sorry. Yeah, you want you want a winner, but you want to send home a winner. But I mean, I'm I'm okay with a tie. I'm okay with five more minutes of overtime. Yeah, but I'm I'm sorry, you know, shootout. I don't feel like I got my money's worth. I'm sorry. I might be alone in that, but I I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, until somebody somebody with any authority changes that, I'm um, I'm gonna keep on complaining about it. But anyway, that was that was the last game. Well, not the last game. It was the third game, but it was the only game that the Caps would score a standings point. And yeah, it's. I mean, look, Anna's already said it. We could say this till we've been saying it till we're both blue in the face. I think I am blue in the face right now. So, uh, hence the pregnant pause for breath. But Caps cannot keep chasing the game. They need to figure out who they are. They need to figure out how to keep things simple. And if you're not putting the puck in the net, you damn sure better find a way to keep the other team from doing it to you. Mm-hmm. And that that's the guts of it. And yeah. that I don't know if it's the coaching or the management or if there has to be a players-only meeting, but if this team wants to take a trip to the playoffs in late April – they need to figure this shit out and figure it out right now. Yep. There's a, we're not even at, we're not quite at the quarter pole, but they are in danger of letting the season slip away. And I, right now I am seeing a lot of passengers on this team. I'm seeing guys that aren't putting out maximum effort and you can blame injuries all you want, but, I, I think to a man, and that that's coaching staff and management included. Everybody's going to have to bear down and figure out what they want for this year. Are they going to throw in the towel? Or are they going to start knuckling down and actually playing like they want to win games? And right. I think the next two weeks are going to be pretty you know, crucial as far as what we can expect for the rest of the year. So uh, let's cover that real quick. Next two weeks. Okay, so the Caps are actually in the middle of a break. They don't play again till next Wednesday. They're home again, 7.30 puck drop at Capital One against Philadelphia. Philadelphia not doing too well either, but I tell you what, um, that's going to be a great barometer of a game. You know why? Because this year they're coached by John Tortorella. <laughs> and if, <laughs> if uh, yeah, if you – he always makes sure that his teams are ready to play. Right. So if, if the Caps are not ready to play, I guarantee you it's going to be a long night. So that's going to be interesting. And then there's the Black Friday game. That's 2 o'clock puck drop at Cap 1. Um, 
uh, attention uh, red, white, and blue light special, Kmart shoppers and all that. Um, that that that's going to be very very interesting as as far as both teams preparedness. They play the Calgary Flames that one, and uh, Calgary's yeah I don't like them either. And Calgary is supposed to on paper at least uh, be one of the best teams. Right now they're not even they're not even in a wild card spot. Uh, but they're at least above 500, which we can't say. So that that's that's going to be a very interesting game to watch for sure. And then they finish the week uh, starting another road trip against New Jersey, seven o'clock there. If the Caps don't turn things around at least by that New Jersey game, I think there might be you're 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 staring at a missed playoffs in the face at that point. If, if this slide, if this slide continues, I think you are staring unless they get on one hell of a hot streak after that, you're, you're staring at no playoffs this year uh, or very real possibility of that at least. And that's not, uh, that's not hyperbole. I'm not, I'm not kidding around about that either. That's it's a <clears> very, <throat> very real possibility. And so, again, I think the key the key is they need to realize what they've got. They need to realize that, unfortunately, Tom Wilson may not be back for probably another month. Nobody knows when Backstrom is going to be back. Nobody seems to know when uh, Orlov is going to be back. And if he keeps running into his own teammates in practice, he may not be back for a while. Nobody knows when Oshie's going to be back. We got what we got. I said it on the Facebook page. This team, as it's constructed now, we got what we got. So we're going to have to work with the pieces we got. And somehow they're all going to have to figure out who they are, what they've got, and how they can work best as a team to win games. This is what I keep saying, what I mean when I keep saying this team has no identity. They don't know who they are. They used to be a team that made it hard on others to win games. They're not that anymore because they don't have those pieces right now. So they can't play the game they're used to. It's called adapting. And I'm not seeing it. Not from the leadership on ice or off the ice. Not from management. I'm not seeing it. The best teams adapt. The best people adapt when you have adversity threatening to take a crap on you. And yeah, I'm sorry for the graphical comparison there. And if you don't like it, you're welcome to switch this podcast off. But it's our right as Caps fans to be angry. But I don't think it's prudent to give up on this team. I think right now there is enough in the tank. There's enough on paper. There's enough on the ice. But to again, to a man, they have to figure out what they want and how they're going to get there. Because if they can't do that, they don't have a plan. You don't go into something without a plan. And what you want, how, how are you going to get there? And that that's really, it's really as simple as that. And I'm just not seeing it. And it, it, it couldn't be more obvious. I'm just, I'm just a fan that has happened to watch Caps games, hockey games, for over 40 years of my life. And I can figure that out. I'm sure the brain trust of this team has figured that out, but why they're not doing anything about it, I, I, I don't know. 
but if something doesn't change soon, then, you know, I don't know. We're, we're looking at, at something very drastic in, in the near or short term future. And that's, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I 100% agree. There, so, there is nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry that went on a little long, no. folks. But, you know, it needed I, to be said. It, it, yeah, it has to be said. And whether it's a players only meeting or a bag skate or, or something, I, there, there has to be that come to Jesus moment for this team. And if it doesn't happen sooner or later, then again, they're, they're looking at a very, very long spring and summer. And yeah. if, if that's what they want, then that's what they're going to get. But yeah, 100%. We, we, as, we as fans we can't to... allow that. Exactly. And we know that that's not what they want, but they need to figure their shit out. Yes, they do. Most, most definitely. Um, all right. So enough mm-hmm. about the team. Uh, as uh, last night, as we said, was Hockey Fights Cancer Night for the Caps. And as I, I like to do, and as is the aim of the, the podcast, we make the Caps fan the star. What I asked of our loyal listeners was to have them share their their cancer story i mean this this disease is so widespread that everyone either has been through it themselves or know somebody very very close to them or know somebody that knows someone that is very very close to them that has gone through this awful piece of shit disease and uh, i again i apologize for the cursing but I even more than I hate seeing my caps lose, I hate this disease because it took away both my grandmothers. And it's taken away a lot of people. There is one thing it can't take away, though, and I'll get to that. Well, uh, I'll speak to that here. But uh, I just want to share several examples that our listeners were uh, kind enough to share with us, uh, starting with. Cheryl Ann Forster, great supporter of the show. She fights for her husband, Ken. He was her partner for 30 years, 32, if you count the years that they've dated before they were married. Says you always knew where you stood with him. He was the most honest people she ever knew. He's an amazing father, coached youth baseball, basketball, and football for many years. She says there's too much to say and too little time, too little space, unfortunately, but he fought his brain cancer hard and never gave up. He was determined to live his best life every day, and he did. He played as hard as he worked, and he loved with his whole heart. Stephen and Chris Levesque, sons of Clarence Pat Levesque, who served in the United States Navy. And you know what, what one of his jobs was? He was in charge of making sure the the alarm system, especially the uh, the disaster alarm system, the fire alarm system at, at a naval base, was functioning properly. Sometimes he would be the only guy manning the system late at night, and sometimes he'd have to go out in the dead of night when there was a malfunction. You talk about a guy dedicated to his job. Seriously. This is a guy. Okay, so this this is a guy who's protecting the guys that are protecting us. You you, I, you can't get more dedicated than that. Yeah, and cancer can. cancer took this man away. Uh, he, he actually passed away very very recently. So wanted to give a shout about that. Uh, Tony Olcott. Uh, he's he's 
shared his uh, pictures of his parents and especially his 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 awesome mother obviously raised a, a, a hell of a young man and uh, his mother was taken by cancer um, Leanne Headland her her mother thank goodness is a cancer survivor and there are there are those that have survived this disease Anne Marie Lloyd a very very loyal listener very very passionate fan her sister survived cancer not once not twice but three times so living proof that you can't keep a good person down Lynn Christian Riegert her niece Mary I'm gonna try and get through this fairly quickly but I, I think this is worth mentioning here um, she's gotten very close to her her niece when she was 21, she had a cyst on her neck, and then several tests later, they found it was Hodgkin's lymphoma stage four. She was too weak for chemo. She had to have surgery to have rods put in her spine and sort of a year of chemo after that. And Lynn was actually one of her support mechanisms along with her, her nuclear family, but She's been five years cancer-free, but she was in such an awful and weakened state that they're not taking this for granted. And obviously, her niece is, is living life to the fullest. But this is, this is what cancer does. It, it eats at you physically, but it also eats at you mentally. So another example of... of, of how yes it can be overcome but it's it's how terrible it can be tom gobble a great friend of mine great great fan of the show not only his 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 uh his father but his father-in-law both to cancer uh pancreatic cancer to be exact his dad worked as a, as a civilian on the old defunct uh, bainbridge naval training center port deposit maryland And they were actually, they closed down uh, the facility and he got moved to the Aberdeen Proving Ground. And that's where he became a local fan of uh, the Orioles and the Flyers, unfortunately, because the Caps actually didn't exist. This was the early 70s. Um, but eventually um his dad developed pancreatic cancer and this was he he, he because he, they lived in northern northeastern maryland they they uh, became caps fans eventually but unfortunately the man died before he lived to see the caps lift the cup and i i kind of i'm i'm so with him on that because my dad never saw that too and my dad was the one that got me into caps hockey so I'm, I'm so with him there. And uh, his, his, his father-in-law, uh, his story is that uh, he was with the 101st Airborne for five years, and he ended up with lung cancer and beat it, survived it, but um, it, it literally took a lot out of him. And yeah, it's, it's, it's again, not, not fun, not a fun thing to, to go through. Um, Beth 
Detector Schuberg, one of our newest listeners, newest fans, her sister Kathy. Fighting cancer. Says she is the one that inspires her to throw the support to Caps Fight Cancer. Curtina Sharp. Her two young nephews. Her mom and dad and grandmother all suffering from cancer. So that that's your whole family right there. So of course, of course, you're going to put out their names and um, and bringing it back around town, bring it back home. Of course, last year we all know the story with Anna and her mom. This wonderful woman who had a great sense of adventure would not let anything knock down her smile was silenced forever last year by cancer. So if all of those people aren't worth fighting for, then what is? But all of those people left behind a legacy. They left behind great people all those who did not survive, left behind great people who live on in their name and carry the fight to this day. So with that, I say it's not, well, cancer can take away a human life, can eat away at your body, can take away your mental state, but it cannot erase or damage or dent the human soul, and it never will. And as long as those of us left carry on the fight in their name. And again, there's this there's not <laughs> cancer doesn't care. Doesn't care who you are. Doesn't care how much money you have. Doesn't care where you come from, what color you are, how smart you are. It's good it's gonna touch you somehow. <clears throat> and it's not fun. But again, it'll never touch the human soul. Not if you don't let it. And the way you don't let it is you carry on the fight in their name. And so you can do that by getting the word out. I mentioned it before. The economy is not so great. Maybe you don't have a whole lot of spare change to give to your local foundations. There's many out there that are worthy, like the Lachlan Family Foundation. Hockey fights cancer. Caps fight cancer. All the local chapters. If you do have the means, please do give. But if you don't, then get the word out. Get yourself one of those downloadable I Fight For cards, those beautiful lavender cards. Write down the name of somebody you know is either going through, <clears throat> pardon me, or has lost their battle with cancer and get the word out. And tell the world that you are fighting this horrible disease for that person in their name. So I didn't want to bring everybody down, but actually, I think I, I think uh, if you look at it a certain way, it's 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 uplifting because those who didn't survive, actually, if you think about it, they never die. They live on. And Anna, if I may say so, um, if I never met your mother, but 
if I did get the chance to, I think I'd see a lot of you and her. <laughs> Most likely, yes. <laughs> and it is true. Mm -hmm. you, you have to honor their spirit and talk to them daily and smile at things and memories. It doesn't have to be, you know, sad all the time. But it, it is. <laughs> I mean, it, like, don't get me wrong, but um, you always have to think that they would not want you to be in a puddle of tears every single day. They're more, you know, just as proud of you, you know, just getting out of bed and doing your thing and who you've become and everything that you're doing. Absolutely. And sometimes that, that's all it takes, just getting out of bed and drawing another breath. Yeah is enough to give the middle finger to cancer, as I like to put it. Now, anyway, I just wanted to do my part to get the word out and put the spotlight on those that have fought the good fight, continue to fight the fight yeah. <clears throat> and such it being that that time of year and and hopefully you can carry that spirit all through the year because it's not like the disease magically goes away just because we don't want to think about it it's it's there 24 7 365 right unfortunately but yeah 100 percent. so i i posted yesterday that you know you can you can do the lavender cart you know for somebody who has passed, which I did for my mom and the gallbladder cancer. And then this year I am a hundred percent on board with John Carter, who's going through a brain cancer coworker, uh, an absolutely beautiful family and amazing, you know, and, and if you remember a couple of years ago, my, my student passed mm -hmm. from brain cancer. So I it is, seems to be something that is close to my heart, but Yeah. I'm sorry about my dogs. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's talk fine. about like having one of those moments where you're like, I don't want to end on a downer note. And I'm like, that's okay. Cause mine are outside barking over a bone that they each have, but they want the other ones. And they've been annoying. <laughs> well, that, that, that's fine because uh, my, my cat is, is uh, yelping at me because, because he wants his dinner a little early. So uh, I guess this is a pretty good time to wind it up. Um, so basically what's the message in all this? Yeah. You know, you, you can, life can kick you in, in, in the old gonads at times, but the trick is to keep going. The, the trick is to get up and keep going, to not let it keep you down. And whether it's this season or next season or somewhere down the road, eventually this team will come back to its own senses and find a way to be that team we know that it can be. And wherever you are in life, anything bad that's happening, just know that it's only temporary, as is this downturn in the game. It's all temporary. Brick is to enjoy the ride. And that's all there is to it. All right, so now that... Uh, I've stopped my advertising for uh, the self-help tape here. <laughs> so I uh, previewed the, uh, the next week's worth of games. Um, that actually pretty much ends the month. Uh, like I said, they go on a Western road trip after that. 
Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Caps figure this out over the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be crucial because this this is going to determine um, how their not only their season goes, but their next off season. So mm-hmm. uh, look look for that. Pay pay as much attention as you can, and above all, root for this team as hard as you can, and just uh, you know just be the best fan you can be. That's all we can ask. So for that, uh, we're going to wind it up here. And uh, so for the Mermaid, Anna Knox, I am the Blue Liner on Point, signing off and reminding you that, uh, well, we spoke about your mom, Anna, and and I I really, really admired the way that you kind of, you, you kind of held yourself together through all that. Thank you. So I just want to say that because of all that, of yours, I used to be a fan, but after all that, now I'm a whole air conditioner. Oh, even better. <laughs> no laughs, but a like. I'll take it. <laughs> Hallelujah, and let's go, Caps. Go, Caps. This has been another episode of the Power Play Point Podcast. All episodes are available from. Apple Podcast, the Podbean app, blueliner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conkle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.